0: This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash Unpacking It. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare.
1: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews you'll hear stories from people that will inspire challenge and encourage you now from the unpacking it studios in charlotte north carolina uniting sports fans everywhere
0: here is bryce johnson Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Today on the show, we are joined by Cody Davis from the New England Patriots. He is a five-unit special teams player. So he is a special teams ace, and he's been with the Patriots the last two seasons. He actually was undrafted out of Texas Tech back in 2013, signed with the Rams, spent five years with them, then was with Jacksonville, and then signed with the New England Patriots and continues to uh, play for them. And so we're going to catch up with Cody. He was on the show uh, a couple years ago, and and so he's a, a father of three boys. So we'll have to hear about that. And and figure out what he's up to this off season. and he'll share uh, a lot about his faith and uh, his family and his perspective playing with the New England Patriots. So I think you'll enjoy this for sure. At the end of the interview, I'm going to unpack Colossians 3:23, and so if you don't know that off the top of your head, stick around. You'll hear about it, and also uh, Cody will talk about it as well during the interview. We are brought to you by MetaShare. So if you are looking. For an affordable, reliable healthcare option that you can trust, check out MetaShare today. MediShare.com slash unpacking it. MetaShare offers programs for every budget, and the best part is their members on average save 50% or more on their healthcare costs. So my family, we are MetaShare members, have been for over six years, and MetaShare has been a great Fit for our family, and they offer programs for individuals, small business owners, ministry leaders like myself. Uh, whether you're self-employed, Medishare has options for you. So you got to explore those options. Check it out, compare it to what you're using now and how whatever your setup currently is uh, with healthcare, and and give Medishare a shot. So go get a quote and figure out how much money you can save, and and do some research. Uh, about the unique setup that that Metashare offers members. And and so, again, it's MediShare.com slash Unpacking It. Well, right now, let's jump right in with Cody Davis.
1: Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
0: And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line, returning to the Unpacking It podcast is Cody Davis from the New England Patriots. He's a special teams ace and has been there the last two years. Before that, he spent time with Jacksonville and the Rams. He is a husband and father of three boys and a follower of Jesus. We're thrilled to have Cody back on. Cody, thanks so much for being with us. How are you?
2: Bryce, doing good. Thanks for having me on again.
0: Absolutely. Well, you've got it for those people watching. You've got a sweet uh, setup. So uh, we'll have to talk about that in, in a little bit as far as what you've been doing with video games and some cool things uh, that have also uh, impacted the community. Uh, but let's start with football. And, and so the offseason is always interesting. Teams have different schedules and a lot of flexibility. How did mini camps and OTAs go for you and, and the New England Patriots?
2: It was great. It was a great mini camp and OTAs, uh, a short one, which is great for the players. So get our work in and uh, get out of there. But um, it was really good. Good to get back into the facility, back into the flow of things. Um, you know, off season can give you a lot of freedom, a lot of unstructured time. So getting back that structure uh, can be good for you as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's somewhat surprising to hear that, that Bill Belichick and the staff would say, all right, we're going to cut it a little, little short. How, how surprised and excited were the players to to hear that news?
2: Uh, everybody was a little uh, shocked, I guess, but <laughs> I think he always keeps us on our toes. So we never really know if it's true or not. Even, even kind of walking out of there, we're like, we're sure. Are you sure we're done? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so he always keeps us on our toes. We never know uh, too, too far in advance the schedule. So, um, it was a pleasant surprise to be done a little early.
0: Very cool. Well, let let's go back even to kind of the the off season before the OTAs because I, I find the NFL schedule interesting for players because you know the season ends, you guys get a little break, and then you come back for for some mini camps. Then you get another break before training camp. So, how do you structure your off season, you know, personally and and family wise?
2: Yeah, personally, right after the season, uh, rest time. I mean, that's time to recover, time to get the body back mentally, physically, emotionally, um, all that good stuff. So, and my wife gives me a hard time because I think that break time slowly gets bigger each year. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if it's the age creeping up or what, but you know, I started out with probably three weeks off and then maybe it's, it's creeping up a little over a month now, but, um, so get that break time and then get back to the grind. So, um, you aren't officially back with the team, but you have to be the running, the lifting, um, staying in shape and being ready to go whenever we do get back in April.
0: Absolutely. So then you kind of turn on the, the physical activity and then now for the next couple of weeks before training camp, then how, how do you, how do you kind of structure that?
2: It's kind of the same thing, but, uh, not too much break. So probably, probably a week week uh, to kind of active recovery still moving around and doing things but not not killing myself and then getting back into it same workout and running routine and just mentally physically pre- preparing for the training camp coming up
0: very cool well the, the last time we talked to you it was right before you started uh playing for the new england patriots and so you just signed with the team and and so now the, these last two years and being a part of, of that legendary franchise, how did it kind of live up to expectations or or what you thought being a, a Patriot would be? And what have been some of the, the surprises now that you've experienced it?
2: Yeah, whenever you sign, I mean, even before you sign, you know, uh, you're going to the Patriot way. You know, you hear about it. Um, everybody knows about it. So I think it's just gotten built up over the years of this massive thing and um it's pretty intimidating coming in so you don't know what to expect but uh it was it wasn't as crazy as I thought it would be but at the same time the standards is just as high as you would think they are so um it kind of fit my my style perfectly you know it's a high standard you you come in the building to work and meet that standard and and you're pushing yourself every day to get better. So I, I've enjoyed every second of it, and and love to be a patriot.
0: Oh, that's that's neat. And and you've played for a couple of franchises, and and so yeah, how how different is it truly to 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 be a, a patriot? We hear the patriot way, but how? Like I guess explain as much as you can to our listeners. Yeah, no, it really is different here, and, and maybe some examples of that.
2: Yeah, I think going into it, like I said, you you hear about it, you know about it. And even talking with my wife, trying to figure out our next step, you know, coming from Jacksonville, I was like, baby, you know, if I go there, you know, it's going to be intense, uh, probably a little bit more hours at work. And um, so the the hard work aspect is probably the biggest part of it. I mean, you go there and he's going to push you to your limit and push you past that limit, you know, challenging you every day. And that's, truly the only way to to get better in this profession, especially um, the longer you go on. Sometimes you need to be pushed out of that comfort zone. So uh, uh, in a nutshell, I mean, that's that's basically the Patriot way is uh, pushing yourself past your limit and, and hard work. So um, like I said, I, I love doing that. I mean, it's been physically hard, obviously, but um, it, I think it fits me well.
0: Yeah, that's cool, because I, I noticed on uh, your Instagram, you, you put the verse Colossians 3.23, and, and so that kind of fits into the, this mentality, but there's also the, the worldly, physical NFL perspective, and then the spiritual perspective, but Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, so how does that resonate with you, and, and how do you try to try to live that out?
2: yeah, I think in every aspect of life, you know, kind of using that scripture, um, I feel like i'm I'm putting my my whole heart and effort into it, you know as in if, as if working for the Lord. So trying to do that in every aspect in life, I think will success, set you up for success, but it also sets you apart you know from your peers and and people will see what you do not only in the Bible studies and chapels and and church, but how you approach each day.
0: And, and, and yeah, cause what does that mean to you as far as work heartily? And, and I heard you from a football standpoint and then how do you kind of, I mean, it's a hard question, but, but from a spiritual standpoint, viewing your profession in, in that way, does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, that's a, that's a hard question. It's deep.
0: It's deep a little bit.
2: I, I think, you know, personally for me, the big challenge has always been uh, making sure my priorities kind of match what I'm doing every day. Um, I think priorities is easy to say, oh, I got, you know, faith, you know, community, family, community, football, in that order. And then you look at your schedule, you look at your checkbook, and does it say that? Mm. Um, So I think that's been a priority for me for a, a number of years to try and to make those things line up. So, trying to focus on those priorities and making sure I'm putting my heart into them in that order.
0: That's good, a- absolutely. So, uh, of course, family is is right up there, and and so you've got three boys now. And I think the last time we talked, your 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 third son was just born. So, how's that been going from from two to three? And I'm one of three boys, so I know it from a, a son perspective. <laughs> but what's it like from a dad's perspective?
2: Um, it's amazing. I mean, it's been a blast, but I would be remiss to say it hasn't been a little bit of a challenge. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, three boys, they're now six, four, and two. And we had just I think when I talked to you last time was uh May twenty twenty, right? Yep. So we were just preparing to move to Texas to have our third son. Oh, you were about to have him. Yes. So we had him in on June second. And so In the middle of a pandemic, we had to uh, take an RV. My parents drove their RV from Texas, picked us up in Florida because we were scared to take a flight, scared to stay at a hotel. COVID had just gotten huge and uh, took an RV all the way back to Texas. Had our third son. Had to find somewhere to train during COVID. I couldn't go to the facility. Trained at a local high school and uh then I had to leave and go do training camp while my my wife um, man she's an amazing powerful woman strong woman that stayed home and took care of the three kids before coming to meet us in Boston
0: man that's that's quite the the journey especially in in the midst of the the pandemic so as far as uh, your role as a, a dad and of course this weekend is 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 father's day and so a good opportunity to, to reflect on fatherhood and, and so how has how has fatherhood you know changed you a, as a, a man and, and how has it you know, even grown and, and challenged your, your faith as well? Oh, it's been huge.
2: I mean, going back to our first child, I always tell my wife, I feel like you don't realize how selfish you are until you have kids and how much your parents did for you and sacrifice for you, especially the mothers, Mm. especially the mothers, (laughs) because, um, especially that, you know, the first child, um, I feel like it took me longer to get into dad mode than it was my wife, Ashley getting into mom mode. I mean, she went right into it. She had no choice. I mean, obviously, um, but finding where finding my whole fatherhood, um, role definitely took some time and, and it's still a growing process. So I think kind of going back to my priorities, you know, life can get busy, especially in the off season where you have all this time and stuff starts flying into the calendar to, mm. to try and fill that, um, to try and, you know, take some time, uh, make sure it's not too full, focus on family and, and really enjoy the small things.
0: That's it. I'm right there with you. And, and for you though, your your schedule is a little different because, of course, during the season it's 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 way more intense than than the off season. And so, how have you kind of navigated your role as dad with the pressures and the time commitments and everything that comes from the the actual season? How how challenging has that been as well?
2: Yeah, something um, us athletes and especially the married with kids athletes talk about is that you do have a transition period from season to where, I mean, you hardly get any time to see your kids, especially with my, um, you know, newborn the last two years, you know, two years ago, and then still a young child last year. Um, You know, when he was a newborn, when they moved up here to Boston, just barely getting to see him um, because I would leave before he got up and I'd get home and he was already in bed. Um, So really prioritizing that time with the family, but going back to, that transition period, you go from super busy, not having any time to your home. And it's almost your wife has someone else to take care of (laughs) to a point, you know, there's another, there's a fourth baby there and it's me. So (laughs) trying to, trying to find my role and, and trying to flow, trying to find our flow with, you know, kind of a structure where you have to make your own or else it kind of gets filled up on it by itself.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned the, the word selfish, and so I, I've got two daughters, and they're both under the age of three, and so I'm still learning and growing, and, and I'm, i just went on a little beach trip and realized just how selfish I am because there's certain things I'd rather be doing on vacation at times, um, but the, the kids are wanting to you know wanting to play and and all that kind of thing, which is fun, but but I've been you know learning and growing, and God continues to mold and shape me and reveal my my selfishness, and so I'm I'm trying to learn what to do with it. For you, what has that process been? You you mentioned it, but what what have you kind of learned through the understanding of, okay, I, I am selfish, but then what? How do you how do you lay that before the Lord and, and what are even practical things that you've uh, maybe wrestled with with that concept?
2: Yeah, I think for me, you know, I've always been someone who likes to check off the to-do list, a mm-hmm. perfectionist that likes to have have, have everything in order. Um, and I think before you have kids, I think you can kind of get a grasp on that. You can, all right, I have everything under control. And then you start having kids, you have the first kid, you're like, okay, it's a little hectic, but I can still wrangle everything I want to, but I feel like the longer it goes on, the the crazier it gets. And, um, I don't feel like I have that control as much, but more than that, I feel like I don't have enough time to do everything to keep my ducks in a row, I guess. And a lot of it is unimportant stuff. So, I mean, that's what, that's the process i I'm still going through. I mean, you have to start saying no to stuff and you have to leave stuff on the table. That's not important, you know, even if you never get to it. Um, so just trying to really find, fine tune those priorities and, and sometimes definitely putting down the phone. I mean, that's number one mm. and you're going to have to, either make some people mad by not replying to them or, or just saving that for another time of the day. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm, I'm at. I feel like trying to still find um, better ways to be a, a father and a husband.
0: I'm right there with you. And yeah, it, it's, e- it's easy and simple, but so hard to do as far as put the phone away. You got to put the phone away, but yeah, I'm, I think that is a, a a simple solution just to be more in the moment and not get pulled and, you get distracted, my yeah. Sometimes I'll be on, and then my daughter has to ask me, you know, fifteen times, "Look at this, look at this." It's like, all right, now I got. I'm done looking at my phone. I'm looking at you. What are we? What are we doing? What are we? What's what's next? So, uh, yeah. easier said than done at times, but uh, that's a good good encouragement today. Let's. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little football, and then we'll 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 go back to face. So we'll kind of go go in and out a little bit. But uh, as far as these last two years in New England. It's been kind of interesting because last year with Mac Jones coming in, the, the team really played a lot better than than most of us anticipated. And and so, what has that been like? Just being a part of the transition because you didn't play with Tom Brady, so you've been a part of the the post Tom Brady era. And and then to see to kind of take the the next step last year in the right direction. What did you notice from your vantage point? Uh, you know, kind of being a part of this team and, and seeing, seeing the improvement last year.
2: Yeah. I mean, coming into the Patriots, I've always been, or I I got super impressed with, you know, the organization whenever I entered and especially the core of, of teammates that you have there with the the Matthew Slaters and the Devin McCourties, who have built such a foundation on, on faith and, and football, you know, in that order. And, and really showing their leadership style and, um, really just getting into that. I mean, the results have been what they are. I mean, this might be a little, uh, you know, Patriots action as far as don't talk too too much to the media, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just kind of get in there and work and, and, and try and get better. So obviously a disappointing year, the, the first year, and then um a little bit better you know a bounce back year last year and now we're just trying to build off of that but I mean I've never really felt as much of the ups and downs you know from the the, the media standpoint while in the building so it's it's really just focus on ourselves and improve
0: very cool and and with with Mac Jones coming in as as a rookie how quickly just as you know has as his teammate I know you don't play on offense but just seeing him and him t- stepping into that that role, kind of how quickly did you realize? Oh wow this this guy's this guy's got it. He's he's got that that it factor that that appeared at least as a fan, you know, pretty quickly in the season.
2: Yeah, I think when it comes to all rookies or the draft, I mean, I have a probably a more boring outlook than than most people probably want me to have. But um, you know, it's really just results based, and and I don't care how you got here. Really, it's it's what you do whenever you get here and um and it's hard to to judge people before the bullets start flying you know yeah. everybody thinks they're going to win the super bowl um <laughs> in training camp and OTAs so um you know mac or or any of the rookies for that part um you really don't know until you build that trust together with your team and then and then you go into the arena and and try and win a game
0: that's it that's a good that's a real good perspective well you mentioned Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty, uh, two, two great veterans and successful players, but, but also men of faith, like, like you mentioned, Uh, what, what has that experience been like for you to grow in, in fellowship within the locker room and how has your faith grown over the last two years by, by being in new England and and being around guys like that?
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said, it blew me away whenever I signed and, you know, we're dealing with the pandemic and working out in Texas, you know, not a normal OTA is not a normal training camp. And, you know, right after I would signed, I actually talked to Matthew, uh, before I would signed, but right after, you know, we started a zoom, uh, Bible study each week, uh-huh. um, over the off season and, and just seeing that and being able to sit in all those meetings and just see their leadership and their faith, um, And then once we finally get to to come back to work, you know, through COVID, you know, that that was never uh, that was always a priority. You know, even when we were gone, even when we were there um, through all the restrictions and all the the COVID procedures, you know, that was number one. And you could tell that. Um, So it was just it was awesome to see. It's been a huge encouragement for me. And um, yeah, it, it blew me away.
0: So, how do you guys structure it as far as the the, the content of a, of a Bible study? Do you guys pick a a book of the Bible for the whole season? Do do you guys rotate who leads the conversations? What what's that setup like?
2: Yeah, I think it changes every year. I mean, either we'll it'll go go through a book or go through a chapter in the Bible, and I think it it just kind of coincides with the team chaplain and kind of getting input and feedback from people and and kind of. Uh, see where the Lord leads them and, and what we need to hear for that year.
0: That's neat. What was the big takeaway from, from last year?
2: I will say, I think one of the coolest things, um, and I, I've had it a little bit in the, in my past before, but really hearing this year, um, the testimonies, I mean, we go through studies and, and it's always challenging, um, you know, hearing God's word, but hearing, what God has done through some of these players and and the background and the challenges that they've went through gains a whole different level of respect and, and admiration for your peers. I mean, in a sport where you come in, punch the clock, it's straight to football, football until you leave, punch out and then everybody goes to their families. Um, sometimes they can get a little impersonal. So to really dive deep into each of each other's lives and, um, and have that support structure that that real authentic um, testimony is just amazing
0: oh that's encouraging to hear man very very cool well uh we I, I mentioned earlier you uh you've got your uh, set up here for for video games and and doing some some recording uh, two different things I think you have going on in in regards to video games and and the one thing the Cody's gamers. Uh, where you brought over 60 foster kids to be a part of an event. So I'd love to hear more about the the origin of that and then kind of some of the impact that, that you've experienced with it.
2: Yeah, so I guess it all started last year. Um, I've always been a little video gamer on the side. Um, <laughs> that time has been diminishing uh, yep, <laughs> the more kids yep. I have and the longer I play. But um uh, always been a, a fun pastime for me and my brother. Uh, I have an older brother, three years older than me. Um, so when, once the kids are in bed, come downstairs, hop on some games for a little bit, um, then go to bed. But we got involved in a community called the dad, which is kind of known for its funny dad memes and jokes. Um, so they made their little gaming, uh, side, which we started to get involved in. And that kind of one thing led to another to where I was like, Hey, this, this might be a great opportunity to, to serve kids. Um, especially at hospitals where you can't get face to face anymore and and that's where the idea came from so i I went into uh the Patriots and kind of was bouncing ideas off of people and and Daryl is one of the main guys there that he kind of took the idea with it and and started putting it into motion so Cody's gamers is now active, I think we're on our fifth or sixth patient now and and what we do is we do a one-on-one event um, with a kid in a hospital. So I have my Switch here at home. I sent a Switch to Boston Children's Hospital. And once a month, we have a little gaming session, um, about 15-minute interview, an hour gaming session. Um, so that's, that's how Cody's Gamers got started.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that, that's sweet. And, and so th- then the, the video that I saw, uh, it looked like a bigger event. What was what was that even recently? A couple weeks ago,
2: yeah. So that was the grand vision, I guess, to have a to have a big in person event to gotcha. where you know Cody's Gamers was just simply to bring joy uh, to kids in need, no matter where that is. So, um, foster care awareness uh, month kind of lined up perfectly for us in May, and so we we were thankful to to partner with Helix, the esports. Um, location there, right, right there next to the stadium at Patriots Place, and yeah, had sixty, sixty plus foster kids. Had I think we had like fifteen, Patriot players and even some esports players, show up and just had some fun and gamed against each other.
0: I love it. That's excellent. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Uh that idea was, was birthed. And then uh, the vision came, uh, came to fruition. So that's uh, that's, that's very neat. And, and glad that that, that came together. Um, You're also uh, repping the fellowship of Christian athletes t-shirt today for those uh, watching. And I know that you've been involved uh, since, since you've been playing for a long time, but what's your involvement now is a, as an NFL player with FCA.
2: Yeah, I think FCA has been a, a growing part of my life um, throughout my career. So, um, not too much in high school, a little bit more in college, and, the, and then it seems to just increase um, in my career. But always try and get involved in whatever FCA is local to me. And uh, so I just reached out whenever I moved up here to Boston, and and had some good meetings, and talked to a few huddles, and get get beat in dodgeball sometimes whenever <laughs> I go. But um, always some good fun and just sharing my testimony.
0: That that's neat. So what we we last time we had you on our show, we we heard your testimony. Uh, but when you speak to yeah, even even athletes, what is that message that that you always try to 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 share with people? What what do you think is kind of your, I don't know, you, unique angle or or takeaway that, that you hope people gather from from your story or when, when you get the opportunity to to encourage people?
2: Yeah, I think for me, one one thing that always hits home as far as looking back at my story, I always thought you know, in faith and in sports, you know, once you quote unquote made it, mm. um, life would be easy, wow. um, from there on out. Um, so I think just defining success, you know, there's an, uh, an American version of success that, you know, money, things, power, um, status. So being an NFL player, um, things like that, that should instantly make you happy and, uh, everything else should be easy breezy. But, uh, just trying to just trying to let them know that you know success is ups and downs it's going through the challenges going through um difficulties and you know keeping your faith through that and just taking one step at a time and trying to improve and get better
0: it's it's so true that's that's the reality of of, of life but thankfully uh god is with us through the through the challenges and grows us and and changes us uh through through each of those uh aspects of our journey for sure. Well, the last thing we'll, we'll end with, with this, uh, now that you'll, you'll get some, a few weeks off anyway, and you'll be running around with the, with the kids and all that, but in your own time with the Lord and, and kind of your, your time to, to study and, and grow, uh, what have been some things maybe you've been, been learning, uh, this off season or, or some things that maybe you hope to read or, or study over, over the, the next few weeks.
2: I mean, a challenge for me constantly is just, um, you know, time in the word, you know, carving out that time. Uh, I got to admit, I'm not a morning person. So, you know, crawling, grappling myself out of bed. And uh, I think the way it works best for me is just listening to, you know, the audio Bible on the way to work. That's about a 30 minute commute. Um, really the best way to do it for me. And, you know, just focusing on that time. And, you know, I've been trying to go through back through the old Testament and have a a good, good study Bible and, and reading just God's timing. I mean, we, we complain about unanswered prayers and and things, you know, going right or wrong. And, and, in our time, which is really short. So just reading some of the old Testament stories of, man, this was promised, um, you know, the promised land and promised people and just reading how long they had to wait and, the challenges to get there is just mind blowing. So um God's timing has definitely been standing out to me.
0: What a great reminder. That's right. We, we get, yeah, we're, we're so impatient in every, every area of life. There's no, no question about that. So I'm with you. That's a good, good encouragement to, to end on. Well, Cody, man, great to have you back on unpacking it and, and excited for, uh, for you and another season with the Patriots and enjoy father's day and, Uh, celebrating with your, your three boys. So uh, keep up the great work. And, uh, and thanks for uh, being a part of unpacking it today.
2: Thanks for having me, Bryce. God bless you, man.
0: All right. There's Cody Davis from the new England Patriots joining us here on the unpacking it podcast presented by MediShare
1: sharing the personal side of sports. This is unpacking it with Bryce Johnson.
0: thanks to Cody Davis. So glad we were able to catch up with him. And you know, I used to, I wasn't a New England Patriots fan for a long time. Uh, maybe I even had some sports hate for the New England Patriots, but they really do have some great guys on their team. They, they, they're so well coached. They play so hard. They play so well. they They really only had like one kind of down year and poor Cam Newton got thrown into that. But so many of their players opted out. Remember, they opted out that season, and they just they weren't real aggressive in free agency. It was the year after Tom Brady. They weren't really prepared for him to leave. And then, really, it only took that one year, and then they were back at it last year, and Mac Jones, they went and got Mac Jones. He fell into their lap. They had a great season, uh, especially compared to expectations, and I think they've set themselves up well. They've added a couple extra pieces, uh, and then they just have solid guys like Cody Davis that that are part of this this team. And so they always find a way to bring back their assistant coaches that leave to be head coaches. And you know, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge weren't really great head coaches, but you put them on that staff with Belichick and he he continues to find ways to win and find success and it's it's impressive. But what I want to unpack further today is the verse Colossians 323. And and so I I read you know, one translation during the interview, another translation says, "Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters." Colossians three twenty three, Amplified: "Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men." And and so, I, I like this verse a lot. I think it's I think it's great. I think in some ways. It can justify our workahol, a workaholic being workaholism, workaholism, where we just want to work all the time, and and you know, oh, I'm just working hard. I'm working hard. I, I understand. I work. Trust me, <laughs> I work hard on this ministry. And and so I told a friend yesterday, oh, I mean, it's twenty four seven for me. In some ways, it is. But I, but even for me in ministry, I have to check my heart and and say, okay, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Okay, great. I want my whole heart into it as working for the Lord and not for men. Okay, so am I doing this for the Lord? If I'm doing it for the Lord, is he asking me to work 24-7, to think about unpacking it 24-7? Or when I'm doing it, I'm working as hard as I can, putting my whole heart into it, doing it with excellence, and wanting unpacking it to be great. And and so I think it's, you know, especially we, we talked to an NFL player today, and and you know, the standard in New England is strong. The standard for professional athletes is unbelievable and the the work that it takes and the, the work ethic that it takes. I think for all of us, though, we have to evaluate at what expense am I truly doing things for the motivation of you know what others say, or or even then it goes to another verse about you know, selfish ambition? Am I doing things for selfish ambition? And, and so if I'm, if I'm truly working with all my heart for the glory of God, for his purposes, for his plans, remaining obedient to him, well, then we're in our sweet spot. We're working hard and we we know that he calls us to rest. And, and, and so we don't have to be, you know, all in every second of every day. I'm working hard. I'm working hard. No, we work hard, we rest, we work hard, we rest and and so I think at least I know I struggle with this at times to understand what that what that rhythm is like and so if you listen to this podcast, you know i've've talked about it a lot uh in these reflection segments but but I think you know just remembering this verse, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul, that is put in your very best effort effort, so if God's asked us to do something, if we're serving other people. Even if our, if our boss has asked us to do something, we do it for the Lord. So if the Lord's watching, okay, so I'm going to do it with integrity. I'm going to do it with the right you know, uh, mindset and, and heart saying, all right, Lord, I'm, I'm doing this for, for you. I, I pray that it, it glorifies you. It honors you. Even the mundane tasks, if we do it with the right mindset, the right perspective, the right heart, putting our heart and soul into it, then, then it, it makes the most of those mundane tasks. Cause oftentimes those things can, you know, steal our joy. And usually that's because we're, we're oh, I'm doing this just cause I have to do it. And, and technically we're doing that for, for men then, or, you know, our bosses. Um, but if we're doing it for the Lord, all right, I'm going to do this with joy as hard as that is sometimes with some of the things that have to be done. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot to this verse. So I'll, I wanted to unpack it a little bit, a little bit more. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. What if we woke up every day and said, all right, Lord, I'm working for you today. So I'm going to work according to your principles and and what you've commanded me to do and how to how to act and behave and think. And and, and so we, we do things with the eternal perspective. We do things for other people. We do things with him. And so we don't try to do it in our own strength. So we don't try to work hard in our own strength. No, we work hard with we actually even almost work, not that we work, uh, we're still working hard, but we're doing it, it's, it ends up being easier because we're relying on him instead of our own weakness and our own inabilities that we can't muster up enough in our, in our own mortal bodies, right? So we we tap into his power, his strength, the spirit inside of us as followers of Jesus, and then that allows us to really work work with all of our heart. So if we're doing it, you know, just from a worldly perspective and, all right, I just got to work hard to score touchdowns and, and that kind of thing, whatever that translates to our own lives so that the crowd cheers for me, ah, then we're missing it. Then we're just working hard for the, the wrong reasons. Um, and so we have, to, we have to ask the Lord to show us what that means. What does it mean to work for, for you today in this capacity, in this role that I have as, at my job and at home? Because it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Work for the Lord, not for men. Something to think about today, something to reflect on. We'd love to know your perspective on this. How have you uh learned this verse or grown in with an understanding of this verse? Uh, what is your takeaway from it? Um, have you used it to justify oh, I'm just' work- I'm just working with all my heart. I'm working hard. I'm working hard. Now we work we work hard. absolutely. i think I think we're a wonderful example when we work hard. We're not lazy. We're not trying to cut corners. We're not doing things dishonestly. No, we do it to the best of our ability, the abilities that are God-given and God-inspired, God-empowered, relying on him. And it's so easy to just to go about our day getting caught up in ourselves, caught up in our own strength and worried about well, what 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 are, what are other people going to say? What you know, even for me. Am I doing this for you as the audience as my number one priority or am I doing this for the Lord? Am I bringing on guests to talk about Jesus for audience growth, for audience reaction, or is it because God's asked me to do it? I want to do it. I want to do it well. Hopefully, I'm doing it well. I'm doing it for Him. I'm working uh, for Him, um, and so I've I've got to you know navigate that as well. Um, or or is you know and and then you know secondarily, yeah, if you enjoy it, that's great. That's what we want. And God's using me hopefully to encourage you and challenge you as a listener and and ultimately that brings him glory and brings him honor and it point we just want to point people back to Jesus. Uh that's our that's our main goal. And admittedly, it's it's there are some days where I go, "Oh man, we don't have enough listeners." Or wait, why don't why didn't more people listen to that? Or what's going on? Um oh, I didn't hear from anybody. So it's, it it gets discouraging. But then, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. All right? Not for men. So I'm working for the Lord. I'm working for the Lord. I'm going to be obedient to him. And so uh yeah, this is encouraging to me. Very helpful. So I just saw the verse on Cody Davis's uh, Instagram and thought I'd ask him about it and unpack it a little bit. And thanks for, uh, for listening and wrestling with me, as we usually do at the end of this podcast each, each time. So thanks again to Cody Davis. Thanks to you for listening. And always appreciate your feedback. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Bryce at unpackingit.com. And uh, we got some other great interviews coming up. So thank you for subscribing, sharing, rating, reviewing, telling your friends about this show, and uh, passing it along. So we'll keep, we'll keep growing as God sees fit, but we're working for the Lord. Uh, so help, help, us, help us do that um, as well. So you can work with us, work with us for the Lord. All right, well, thanks for listening. I'm Bryce, I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin, he was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more
1: information about the show, our events in Charlotte, and other resources, visit unpackin'it.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackin'it.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.